introduce our last speaker who I'm excited to invite up here. His name is Dean from Forward Progress, and also one of his holdings is S2A Modular. He led a $70 million round with that company and then followed up with a $450 million round. Um, he's raised well over a billion dollars in capital. He's been part of five IPOs, and he helps with raising $50 million a month with his clients and companies um, at this point. So let's welcome Dean up to the front for our final talk of the day. I'm the only one standing between you and the cocktails, so I'll try to be quick. Um, real quick, can we just get a hand for all the hardworking people at Family Office Club? I mean, wow. So, um, a little bit uh, about my background. Uh, Richard uh, was kind enough to give some of this. Uh, really, when... Um, you look at it, you know, you see over 30 years of sales and marketing. That's a lot of demand generation. But I've had over 40 years in data. What do I mean by that? I started in 1982 at Merrill Lynch. So now you know how old I am. So when I started there though, I didn't trade stocks. I worked in the data center and I had the extreme opportunity. I was 20 years old to build the first transmissions that went over the internet. So I don't know how many of you are as old as I am, but we started with punch cards back then. Anybody remember those? You don't have to raise your hand. So, uh, so when uh, we had the opportunity to start putting everything over the financial network that was built between all the trading floors, this uh, was soon to become what we know now is the first internet. This is before Al Gore invented it, by the way, so in case you're wondering. So uh, with that, I became intrigued. Remember, I'm only 20 years old, but I was able to see and follow money being transacted. So I was, I was just fascinating with that more than the trading side. So with that, I'm going to tie in a little bit, you know, uh, Richard talked about my company. It's been around for 22 years, Forward Progress. We do raise well over 50 million a month retail, Reg A, Reg D, and Reg CF. So I'm gonna tie this all together and tell you why over the last three years, I don't run that company anymore. I actually run my own projects and I'll transition some of that. So with this, you've heard a lot of people talk about plans, but I'm gonna highlight some of the most important factors that we run into when people go, well, would you take us on as a client? What are some of the most important things I need to have in place? And every company is different. Some companies have marketing. You heard Richard talk about how many uh, decks and marketing assets that they've created. Uh, sometimes you have that talent in the house. You just don't know what to do with it. So in this, though, there's a couple of key factors. So I put create digital footprint. What does that mean? That means that not just for the offering, the company, and the individuals within that company, in order to have enough trust 
to invest in your offering, you need to have a digital footprint, whether you like it or not. Now, no, you don't have to be on Facebook and Instagram and TikTok and Twitter, now called X. Um, you don't have to do that, but you do need to have some level of digital footprint. Could be YouTube uh, videos, etc. Now, what also is right under there is establish thought leadership. That means that you are a difference maker in your world. So if you want people to trust you, invest in you, and really believe in what you're doing, it starts at the team. So I don't mean just thought leadership for the founder. I don't mean just thought leadership for the CEO. I mean all active participants within the organization creates a thought leadership culture. And so think about that. You know, if you're looking at your, the setup of your offering, do you just have a great management team uh, with some bios and some LinkedIn profiles? Or is it really a consistent thought leadership story where you're really being a game changer? Because you've heard today that people choose investments because it stands out. It's different. It's a disruptor. Whatever that looks like, that's what you want your company to be known as. Now, all of a sudden, you start thinking about all those active thought leaders that you start generating within your own organization. They all have social networks, they have a reach. And I'm telling you, every one of these that we've created this foundation with, whether we've coached people on it or we've done it for them, have flourished and many have gone viral. And I'll show you a case study in just a moment. Now I'm gonna skip down to educate and convert. So those of you that know me, know that I love to share everything that we do. I'm always uh, building courses, doing courses, teaching at universities and, and corporations. I just love to share what I learned because it's different for each and every one of us that wanna raise capital. So in this, what's consistent though, is that not everybody knows your market. I love when we meet with especially technical companies and companies out there that are um, really have a great product, but the way they're telling the story, the way they're talking about it, the way they're, they're talking to the, invest, the potential investors out there is just disconnected. It's not simplified. It's not, it's not what we call snackable. Do you know the average attention span on the internet is a little over eight seconds? A goldfish has an attention span of 10 seconds. So imagine that you have eight seconds, top of funnel to have somebody become interested. Now all of a sudden, you wanna keep their intention. Well, what's interesting is we also track the people that have a five hour attention span. So once they lean in, once they're engrossed, we want them engrossed in you. And so do you, because it creates virality. Now, one of the things is we talk about capital raise here, but one thing I wanna mention is in most every single instance, when we practice these things and we drive people to the table, they not just bring capital or they don't just invest, they bring buyers. So think about that. They bring customers. So now you're generating revenue with the same effort that you're using to generate capital. And unfortunately, too many companies put these in different buckets. 
Now, let's talk about data. So when I started at Merrill Lynch, remember, I've been part of data for over 40 years. And data has changed. But now, start to think about some of the numbers. There's 60 leading data sources to track 5 billion online behavior, behaviors per day. So I see some of you on your phones, that's a behavior. Everything you're clicking on, everything you're doing, everything you read, everything you search for, that's a trackable behavior. And now covering over 200 million people just in the US, we know every, just about, I would say 94% of all accredited investors, we've been collecting data for a long time, but we don't just know who they are, we know their behaviors. We know what they like. We know when you send, put an offering on the street that we can match that data, that ideal investor, to not only invest with you, but trust you and bring people with them. Think of the power in that. Everybody talks about customer acquisition cost, how much does it cost for a lead, but they don't talk about the fact that once you have them in the door, do they continue to bring people with them? So many of you have marketing departments, you have people that manage your CRM systems. It's time that you started stepping in, looking at the dashboards, talking to those people, because I'll tell you, I've probably done over a thousand business valuations. When I look at business valuations, the number one most important asset besides IP is data because you can use that data over and over and over again. You can use it for sales, loyalty programs, other capital raise, etc. So with this, let's keep going. Okay, so, uh, so a lot of you have these pieces. I wanted to talk about this. So integrated marketing components within your company. So a lot of you have an agency or maybe you have an agency internal, depending on the size of the company, that's what I see. And what happens is that agency is working on generating new revenue, but is the agency integrated with the story, the thought leadership, the people, the social media, the story you're telling on the street to raise capital. I challenge you to look at that, okay? Have it integrated. Marketing automation. CRM systems, I can't tell you the number of companies I go in. Now, one of the things is, I mentioned Reg A, Reg D, Reg CF. But let's think about this. Now you have a CRM systems, whether it's customer, vendors, whatever you're tracking, I can't tell you the number of companies, and even especially the tech companies, that don't manage and, and mine that data to actually help and support the capital raise. Many times it's, it's your biggest fans. So, so just think about that. Make sure you're integrating all those pieces. I'm a big freak on, on um, uh, you know, dashboards. So what's important to me is making sure that I can see the score. So you look up, you go to sporting events, you see the stats, you see the score, uh, you see all those things. But within our company, sometimes we're just focused on one piece. But what if you could look at the score of the data and the consistency of who's investing, who's bringing in investors, who's also uh, not just a customer, but an investor, but also bringing you partnerships. Now you start to go to other layers where you have the opportunity to again, having this all work together. 
And then um, one of the other things that we really love is how, because we have all this data in play, we have automation in play, always ask how fast does the investor interact? Now we work with a lot of the platforms that Richard mentioned. So a lot of the investment management platforms, the broker dealer platforms, cap table management platforms, and now more than ever, we have platforms that exist out in the world. So those of you doing the you know, KYC all the way through to the wire transfer, it's now sometimes a three-click close. Imagine that, a three-click close on capital. That's pretty amazing. All right, I'm just gonna cover uh, one case study here because I'm just looking at the clock. What I have like two minutes, am I okay? Okay. So Richard mentioned we just closed out a $70 million retail round. So this is for S2A Modular. Now, how many people know what Modular is in the audience? Raise your hand. How many think it's mobile? How many think it's container? How many think it's uh, manufactured, right? It says it is manufactured. So there's a lot of confusion when you think about modular. So we had to do a lot of education in the marketplace, which was my fascination. Besides, I knew, I've known the CEO for over 20 years, the founder, one of the co-founders, and uh, helped him raise probably a good 100 million plus in his projects. And I had been part of five IPOs, as Richard mentioned. Join the Family Office Club by visiting familyoffices.com. We look forward to seeing you at our next live event.